I'm your host, Monique Ruiz. This month on the podcast, we're switching things up. We usually have episodes with one of my fellow Claritons telling you guys what the data says about the topic at hand and how you can use those insights to improve your marketing. Then we have an industry expert tell you all about how they're implementing said data to find success for themselves, and in some cases, their clients. But this month, we wanted to spend more time on the wins. To help us achieve that, we've invited Jamie Blazevich, Research and Promotion Specialist at Buckeye Broadband, an Ohio-based local broadband and cable company that provides affordable high-speed internet, cable TV, and home phone packages to their customers. Jamie is going to chat with us about how the evolution of technology affects her business and the way her advertisers go to market. Also talk about what success looks like in her industry and what the future holds. So, Jamie, welcome to the Marketing Insider. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're glad to have you on. So I I gave the bare bones introduction to you and Buckeye Broadband, but I'd love to start off with you doing a little bit of a better job of telling us about yourself, your role at Buckeye Broadband, and what you guys are known for. Absolutely. So I am very blessed to be able to come to a job that I completely enjoy every single day. And I was blessed to have this job created for me. So when you think about research and promotion specialists, those two kind of are completely different personalities. Mm -hmm. A researcher is more of an introvert and a promotion specialist is more of that extrovert. And so when my boss hired me, he knew that I had the best of both worlds. So there are days when I come in and, I, and I'm completely engrossed in the research um, for all of our account executives. But then there's days when I go out and I promote our Buckeye Broadband advertising sales solutions. So it really just depends on the day, but I'll tell you what, and my account executives um, know it, my energy is going to be the same, whether I'm in the office doing research or whether I'm out promoting them. I love that. Let's get into some of these questions, Jamie. Before streaming apps became as popular as they are today, consumers kind of found themselves in a position where their cable and internet providers were based off of who serviced their area, and oftentimes they'd find themselves with really one or two choices. But now there's a lot more competition amongst providers and consumers have more options. How has both the competition and consumer choice affected the way that you guys go to market? And what kind of data do you look for within your own CRM or solutions from external partners to help you stand out to your potential subscribers and then keep them from switching? Sure. So at Buckeye Broadband, specifically in the advertising sales department, we position ourselves as the specialist. Mm -hmm. So if you think about going to your local grocery store, you can pretty much get anything that you want in that one-stop shop. So you can get your groceries, you can get your cleaning supplies, you can get your glasses. However, if there was something wrong with your eyes, you're not going to go back to that one-stop shop and look for a specific thing that's going to help with what's going on with your eyes. You're actually going to go to an eye specialist. And that's how we position ourselves here at Buckeye. We're the specialist in the advertising business. So we have specialists in research, in production, the digital capability team, and then all of us come together and we put together a strategy that then can be executed to the fullest. 
Now, in addition to us being the specialist, we have our own networks that are specifically focused on the sports and the arts here in the Toledo area and surrounding okay. areas. Okay. So these are locally owned, locally produced, locally staffed networks that then can focus on the people that live here. So when we think about that, whether it's going to be a subscriber or whether it's going to be a client that advertises, they're going to get on BCSN, which is the sports network, and then BCAN, which is the art network, they're going to be investing specifically in the people that live here in our area. So that's pretty cool. Definitely. I, I didn't know that about you guys. I ask this next question of almost every guest that I have on the podcast. One, because we're usually interviewing people from different industries, so the responses will vary. But two, because it's just so important to us that our listeners hear those red flags on a constant basis so they don't make some costly mistakes. That said, what are the top mistakes that you're seeing small businesses make when it comes to advertising? This could be something you see from businesses who aren't currently advertising through you or who have come to you after wasting time, energy, and budget elsewhere or something else. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And that's why the second half of my job description is promotion. Mm-hmm. A lot of the small businesses in the area don't even know what we can provide. Mm. They think when they hear Buckeye Broadband, they think of the internet and cable subscriber. And so when we walk into a business and they'll say, oh, we already have your service. And we have to then go ahead and educate them that we're here to help you build a strategy to gain more customers. Mm -hmm. That's one of the misconceptions. And that's why my position was desperately needed. Because of all of the competition that's out there, especially in the digital realm, we needed to have that opportunity to go out and promote our own selves and promote our own services. That's one of the things that um, is, is a top mistake, is not doing their research on who can provide them with the best advertising strategy. Right. Um, another thing that we see, too, is that they think that it's too expensive. They, they don't even want to approach Mm-hmm. the uh, the idea of advertising, um, and then that they quit too soon. So we'll we'll talk to them about, you know, I mean, and if you think about it in our own daily habits, if we're trying to change a habit, it doesn't take a week and, oh, we automatically have a new habit. Right. And that's the same with that reach and the frequency of getting that, the, the brand awareness out there. And so that's how we approach and that's how we position advertising is that, oh gosh, you know, a three month. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's going to get a brand awareness out there. And people are going to start to hear the client's name and the business and what they're all about. Mm-hmm. But then in six months, they're really going to see some foot traffic more and more in their business. And then within that year time frame they're really going to see that that brand awareness that they started in the three month and they continued it is really making an impact and increasing their business and their sales. The amount of touch points it takes for someone to basically convert to being a customer has grown so much Mm -hmm. over the past couple of years. And I think part of that is because of the amount of advertising that there is available out there, the amount of connectivity we have as a society. So don't, be discouraged if you don't see immediate results. It does take a little bit of time and stick with it. And you'll hopefully be happy with the results at the end. 
most definitely. And you know, and another thing too is that um, you know, with the amount of um, competition out there, mm-hmm. um, we actually have what we call a first party data. A lot of our clients, they'll partner and invest with a company just because they can be seen on a specific program within a specific time frame. Mm-hmm. And what we have to do is we have to educate our clients that that might not be specifically where your target audience is. Right. Just because it has the clout of having the name or the clout of, of, of being on in a specific time frame, you're really missing out on actually where your audience is. And so that's what's really cool about Buckeye Broadband is that we have real-time first-party data about their customers. So we can go in and we can actually research the profiles through the Claritas platform, but then we can also have that communicate with our first-party data, which comes directly from our set-top boxes on the cables, Mm -hmm. from the cable side. And so what that tells us is exactly where their target audience is and what they're watching. And so I can then go ahead and we, as a team with the AEs, we have 82 networks. And so we can build a very comprehensive TV schedule that's going to really benefit the client because we know their target audience is specifically watching that show. I love to get these behind the scenes of how things work. It is very cool because you'll see the eyes light up when we talk about that target audience. So let me keep, um, I've got a few more questions for you, Jamie. Uh, When the team first mentioned that they thought you'd be a great podcast guest for me, I did do a little bit of research on Buckeye Broadband because I'm in Virginia. So you guys are in Ohio. So, you know, you're a little bit out of uh, the service realm for me. But um, I was really impressed by the fact that you are part of the Affordable Connectivity Program, which, as the name suggests, provides discounts on broadband services and connected devices to eligible households. With the pandemic, we saw thousands or maybe even hundreds of thousands of students, for example, forced to move from the classroom to the home for their education. And then we also saw a lot of people transition to remote working for the first time, in addition to other far from the norm situations. And I think we sometimes like to assume that all families have access to the internet and the the tools that they need to make these transitions possible. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. How did you guys get involved with the program to begin with? And what changes have you seen over the past two years with how it's being taken advantage of by your customers? So we originally participated in the emergency broadband program, Mm -hmm. and that was during COVID. So that was exactly what you were speaking to as far as providing um, students and adults with and households with that connectivity that they needed to succeed during during COVID. And so what happened is that then that just continued into what is now called the Affordable Connectivity Program. And we yep. found that, it, you know, internet is a necessity. Our continuation into this program was a no-brainer. We can get involved in anything that's going to make our community thrive. Buckeye Broadband is going to be definitely um, on the forefront. And what is really, really cool is I had an opportunity to partner with a nonprofit that provides tutoring for children. She said, I was talking to some of the schools and some of the parents within the school systems that I'm going into and hoping to provide tutoring for their, for their children. 
And they said that they did not have the opportunity for internet in their households. And Mm -hmm. so we were able then to connect them to the ACP. So these, these students that needed tutoring to help them succeed, we were able to provide that benefit for them. Oh, that's so great. Jamie, this is a little bit of a a gear switch, but is there an advertising mix that seems to work best, whether it's based on their budget, the intended audience, type of advertiser, or otherwise? Yeah, it is. It's going to really come down to their target audience. We're in the business of selling audiences. Mm -hmm. With our commercials, we can really go ahead and have all of those opportunities come together and make a multi-channel approach. And that's very, very key in today's society. With the different generations still being able to watch all of their programming, what we have on our television and within our 82 networks as far as commercials for our clients are also mirrored then on the streaming opportunity for those that don't want to have our actual cable boxes. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. And so with our research then, we're able to really look to see where their target audience is and then combined it so that we can then optimize their return on investment. So you you sort of just answered this next question for me, but what does success look like for your advertisers? Can you share another story of how you helped one or more of them understand where there was that overlap between their ideal audiences and your subscriber base that made it easy for them to deliver those messages, those marketing messages successfully? Yeah, so this is also going to go into how successful we talk about how we are the specialists. Mm -hmm. We're going to also talk about how the research and then our production team came um, for this particular success story. So this is really cool because we have a physical therapy client and they seem to have their audience of the older generation, those baby boomers, but they wanted to expand it into more of the athletes. And so that younger demographic, they wanted to, to make sure that the athletes athletes knew that this physical therapy center was there and it was also going to support them and not just for those older generations, those senior generations. So they wanted to produce a new spot. And so our production team got together and they suggested, of course, using a younger athlete. Well, this particular athlete had a mullet. And so this is what we talk about to our clients all the time. You got to talk to the audience so that it sparks their attention. Mm -hmm. And then you can go ahead and you can hear the call to action. And so we were able to have this individual who just happened to be my son. Um, He And and he had the mullet. So I was the mullet mom. And, (laughs) um, you know, so we're, we're speaking the language to the audience. So if we have that athlete Mm -hmm. in the commercial, that athlete that's watching it is going to say, hey, he looks like me. Yeah. And he has a mullet. Hold up. Wait a second. What do they want me to do now? And that's a really cool thing that we can do with our research is that we can find those consumer behaviors to be able to talk the language to the target audience that we actually want them then to hear mm-hmm. what the call to action is. So then what we were able to do is we were able to search then the profiles within Claritas that were specifically sports related, put those segment codes then into our first party data that we Mm -hmm. have from our cable boxes. 
And then we were able to build a specific sports and news individualized schedule for this particular client. They were specific to his audience. Representation matters in the sense that if I were to see someone on TV that looked like me, I would definitely pay a lot more attention than if I (laughs) saw someone who didn't look like me, you know, so that was a, a great strategy on your part. And then the fact that you're kind of tailoring it to fit the client's need, that's where using smart data comes in. So that's a, a great success story. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and so your your son is now a, a local celebrity? So yeah, he's famous. <laughs> Speaking of success, what do you see as the next needed or even an up and coming uh, innovation in the media communication space that would make it easier for you guys to do your job of not only providing the best service available for your subscribers, but being the best advertising partner for your clients? Yeah, you know, I think right now, I have to be very honest with you, the most complex situation that we're facing is the definitions of, mm. of, of all of these different advertising platforms. Okay. You know, when we talk, is it, C, is it CTV? Mm-hmm. Is it OTT? Is it streaming? Um, and so when we talk to our clients about that, because these are going to be where we're going to, you know, really maximize their target audience it gets lost in the weed when we use Mm -hmm. all of these terms. We're just making it easy for our clients to understand the technology and the terms that we're using. Mm -hmm. Um, Because digital can kind of sometimes, you can all, you can agree with me, kind of creepy, right? Um, Where we're like, oh my gosh, I was just talking about that. And then there's an app. And so it's kind of like, we have to be able to bring it down to, Um, definitions and explanations where it makes it very easy for the client to understand. I I see what you mean. I mean, as a consumer, having all of the digital assets available to me, it can be overwhelming for me. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine, you know, being on the other side where you're trying to reach consumers and you're having to navigate everything that's out there that that is just as overwhelming, if not even more so, but in a different way. Absolutely. Yes. So, Jamie, I've had a great time speaking to you today, and I I loved hearing your stories, but we are getting close to the end of the time that we have for this episode, so I'm going to limit myself to one more question for you. If a business or a business owner listening to this podcast is in your area of service and they want to diversify whatever advertising they're doing right now, what would be your advice for how they should go about getting started? Do they need to come to the table with any information or can they work with you from start to finish with a campaign, from identifying those right audiences to market their message to and understanding what kind of ROI they're seeing? Can you just walk us through the process? For sure. You know, they don't have to come to the table with anything. Okay. Um, We have the research research capabilities to dig down um, into their target audience. It's amazing to me when we sit in a presentation, we talk about the targets, we talk about their behaviors Mm -hmm. and their lights just, you see the wheels turning and they get so excited um, because they now know more about their own customers because they've invested with Buckeye Broadband. Right. And then we can then be able to help them execute from the research, from production to digital to linear so that they can then have that real good ROI. 
Mm-hmm. Don't need to come to the table with anything. So, no. <laughs> no. and I, and you, I remember you saying earlier, you know, sometimes uh, folks are a little bit nervous to ask for the help because they think it's going to be outside of their budget, but have the conversation. You don't know what you don't know. Um, Yeah. And real quick also to anybody that's listening is that just because we're in Ohio, we digitally can advertise anywhere. Okay. So just because we're in Ohio, um, go Bucks, but uh, (laughs) we, we really truly can digitally advertise to anybody. Awesome. Perfect. And that's the beauty of the digital world. Sure is. And I, I guess I lied because I do actually have one more question for you, <laughs> but it is an easy one. Where can our podcast listeners go to learn more about what you do and how Buckeye Broadband can help them succeed in today's environment? Sure. I'm going to make it real easy. If they just go ahead and type in Buckeye Broadband Media Sales, they'll be able to um, come up to our website and it's going to load the advertising sales department. And you're going to be able to see all of the options that we have in addition to all of the account executives and individuals that we have working here at Buckeye Broadband. All right. Well, folks, thank you so much to those of you listening at home or on the go. We appreciate your ongoing support of the podcast. But if you've not already, please take a moment to follow the Marketing Insider so you never miss an episode. Rate us five stars on your podcast app of choice. Our favorite, of course, being Spotify. And share us with a friend or colleague so we can keep the conversation going. And with that, we'll see you next time with a brand new episode. Bye now.